0: Welcome. We are here uh, talking to Michael Bork about a new paper uh, about to come out in the Journal of Epidemiology and Community Health in 2014. Michael's with the Manchester Medical School at the Manchester Academic Health Sciences Centre at the University of Manchester in the UK, and uh, he uh, authored a paper called, Are Dietary Interventions Effective at Increasing Fruit and Vegetable Consumption Among Overweight Children? And it's a systematic review that he co-authored with Paula Whitaker and Arpana Verma, who are with the Institute of Population Health at the University of Manchester. Welcome, Michael. Thank you. Thanks for being here to talk about this paper. Listen, this is a topic that many, many families are concerned about, and uh, certainly there's a fair bit of concern about uh, overweight amongst children and so forth, and, uh, and I think at some level a certain amount of powerlessness that many families feel uh, in terms of their ability to do something about it, so I think that the paper is very timely. Can you tell us what motivated you to write this paper and what the basic findings of the paper were?
1: Uh, Well, this is something I've had an interest in for a while. And um, I've done a bit of work uh, regarding childhood obesity before and looking at different health interventions regarding children. Um, So it's something I've always had an interest in. And with the growing levels of obesity and generally people being overweight increasing all the time in the developed and developing world, I thought it was important that something more work has been looked into. And um, something I'm particularly interested in is maybe trying to Stop the problem um, when it starts, which uh, can be in childhood. So maybe if we can get the message over earlier and try and stop the problem during children, stop them from becoming obese and overweight, and if they're already overweight and obese, try and reverse the trend, then we may have more of a successful way of stopping the increasing trend of of more people becoming obese with all the associated health problems.
0: Terrific. So what exactly did you do in this paper?
1: Um so this was a systematic review um I was looking for specifically for interventions um that had been carried out in children who were already overweight um and I was looking for interventions regarding the diets of their children um, that were more specifically looking at increasing their fruit and their vegetable consumption uh so i search uh, i used a few um journal uh, search engines to help find these um, articles. And then from there, I took it from there and narrowed down the ones that fitted in with the criteria that I'd set up for this review.
0: And so you ended up finding seven different interventions in five different studies. And I was, I was a little surprised that it was so few because my assumption was that given the, I suppose, the intuitive logic that if children are obese, they should have um, modified dietary patterns and so forth that there wouldn't have been a lot more interventions is it because of some of the exclusion criteria that you used
1: um i did expect the same myself i think i think that had something to do with it a lot of the literature out there doesn't necessarily very few of them look specifically at overweight children because usually to recruit children they recruit a school so they recruit a school and then they take all the pupils so they've got pupils of varying weights um, and also a few of the other ones I found, they weren't specifically looking at modifying fruit and vegetable consumption. They were only really focused on modifying, say, the child's weight or a child's BMI.
0: Or a cal- caloric intake or something like that.
1: Along those lines. So, the, yeah, the exclusion criteria that I used did narrow down um, the amount of papers I found, which was why, possibly one of the reasons why it came out so small. May it also be that enough research hasn't been done around this topic as well.
0: Right. So, and can you tell us, uh, broadly speaking, what kinds of interventions have been studied in these uh, in these papers and what were the results?
1: So there's, as we said, five papers and seven interventions. The main intervention, the most successful one, was the one that had the, the broadest outlook. It targeted interventions in both schools and in the homes because it brought in the parents to get involved as well and it was kind of like a lifestyle education session um so the children and the parents were both given like lifestyle classes regarding ways they can live their lifestyles more healthily some of the others only focused on the children or only focused on the parents for example one focused on it had two groups within it and one it focused on trying to increase the children to to get them to eat more healthy food whereas the other arm of their intervention was like a restrictive arm. Um, so rather than increasing healthy foods, it was restricting uh, unhealthy foods. This was possibly the one which was kind of was going along the positively at first because I think, remembering rightly, from baseline to six months, there was a significant increase, but then at between six and 12 months, that started to drop off. Uh, what was interesting from that paper to note was that the children in the healthy promotion group did increase the amount of healthy food they were eating, but also the amount of like sugary snacks and drink and sugary drinks they were drinking also increased. Whereas in the restrictive group, they didn't increase their fruit and vegetable consumption, but they um, did consume less sugary drinks and like less snacks, unhealthy snacks than the children in the promotion group.
0: So, would you say then that the jury is still out on whether? A, something that promotes healthy foods versus something that restricts unhealthy foods is the right approach, or or are you persuaded that restricting the unhealthy foods is the better way to go? I mean, it sounds like the it might not have had as lasting a change.
1: It, I think the jury's still out. It's hard to say which one's better. Possibly, I'd I'd been if I had to pick one, I think I'd lean more towards the healthy promotion group because what was also interesting to note from that was that um, they when they were looking at children's BMIs. By the end of the study, in the two different groups, the BMIs were quite similar. So I think if we can then take two groups of children where they're going to have similar weights, you'd be preferring them to have more healthy food to be at that weight rather than less healthy food and being at the same weight. So I think maybe in children, when they're young, when they're growing up, still developing eating habits and attitudes to our foods promoting them and encouraging them to eat more healthy foods, more fruit, more vegetables would be more beneficial than dissuading them from avoiding restricted foods.
0: Right. Yeah. And that certainly would have some benefits for when they get into adulthood as well. Mm-hmm. Um, well, that's very interesting. So um, tell me more about what the actual interventions were. I mean, you talked about some were aimed at the parents, some were aimed at the children, some at both. Is there any sense uh, coming out? I know it's a small number of studies. Is there any sense coming out of these studies about whether one is preferable than the other or is it preferable to do both? And if school-based is better or if something more home-based is better, um, try and give us a sense of that.
1: Uh, Well, I think what came out was um, that you need to take a broad approach because um, the ones that didn't work at all were the ones that uh, picked a specific accent, um, aspect, like um, some of the ones that didn't work just picked on the parents um, and provided them with the intervention, um, or they just picked on the children within the school and provided them with the intervention. Um, and that's, what came out from that was just picking one single aspect and trying to change that wasn't as effective, whereas um, the more successful ones, targeted both children and parents, both within the school setting and within the home setting. I think the problem is, for example, just targeting the children within the school setting is they go home and they're still, even though they may have improved what they eat within the school, they go home and then eat the same food. And I think it's the same with the parents. If the parents can change what they eat but they're on school dinners um, and the school dinners haven't changed, again, that's gonna limit how effective any intervention's going to be.
0: Okay, that's great. the other uh, thing that occurred to me when I was uh, reading about the paper is that there was a mix of it within the interventions, right? So some of them were focused just on di- diet, but some of them also had some physical activity components. And then the other uh, interesting one is the one in particular by Van Horn was talking about reducing dietary fat. Um, saturated fat, and cholesterol, which is which is an interesting approach considering that um, there's now been a lot of criticism that the low-fat approach has actually been detrimental to efforts to, to uh, control healthy body weights. Uh, have you got any sense about the physical activity aspect of it and which are the nutrient groups that are being um, either restricted or encouraged?
1: The most successful one, which was one um, paper by Wright et al., it did also involve a physical activity aspect. Um so it could show that involving the physical activity, when we're trying to limit weight, reduce weight, and prevent children from becoming overweight, we need to target different things. And everyone knows that it's an active lifestyle and healthy eating that's going to deal with that. Uh, so I think having physical activity aspects of this could be is important for helping children to keep their weight down and reducing weight. And physical activity also has like benefits other than uh, just regarding the child's weight as well. So I think it's important to emphasize that physical activity is just as important as dieting and eating the right foods.
0: And any thoughts about the the fat aspect of things?
1: What Van Harner did, it was more of a, re, uh, a restrictive one if we're looking at just reducing fats. There's a lot of news coming out saying now that uh, sh- it's more important to reduce sugar than fats. Um, but I guess in the long term, really what we want to be doing is emphasizing things, fruit and vegetables and low energy foods over like fats and sugary foods, which are high, high energy dense. So I think it's a case of focusing and over both.
0: Right. Okay. And um so uh, as you mentioned at the beginning, the, all of these studies targeted children who were already overweight and I uh, I wonder uh, if you have any thoughts about um, what the right mix is between a targeted approach which focuses on essentially reversing obesity amongst children or a more population-based approach which might focus on preventing it uh, on a broad basis. Has any of your work addressed that sort of thing?
1: Not directly, really, but um, I guess it's important to target both. We've got to take a a broad, like national-wide view on – Childhood on children's weights and children's lifestyles, um, because just because if someone a child isn't becoming weight during their childhood years, they could still then progress onto their adulthood years and become overweight, which is just as much as a problem. Uh, so I guess you've got to take a population-based view um, to try and get to teach them to have healthy lifestyles, so that they'll progress through their whole lives with those healthy lifestyles, eating the right foods, staying at the right weights, doing the right amount of physical activity. And then with the the targeted-based approach, you can uh, use that for the specific occasions where a child is already overweight. So maybe then involve possibly more intensive um, interventions to try and help them to reduce the weight, to address the lifestyle um, difficulties that they already have, so that um, they can be helped to lead a better lifestyle to reduce that weight and to make sure that that weight doesn't come back once they've lost it.
0: So what do you think the implications of this study are going forward? for um public health and other kinds of sectors
1: um well the important thing is that it shows that like single aspects within an intervention whether it's going to be targeted or maybe even nationwide um isn't necessarily going to work and that um it's better if an intervention is going to be put out there to try and help children to help change their lifestyle to um To what the paper was looking at, increased effort in vegetable consumption. It's important to target different aspects within that child's life. To target the children within the school settings, to target the children at home, get their parents involved, uh, teach their parents to what foods to cook, um, what foods to feed their child, changing the way that the schools cook their food, what the supplies are, so that they cook their foods properly and that they're feeding the right foods and food in their canteen, and also. Uh, trying to change things within the community so that generally the community aspects of their life and the area that they're living in is more promoting of a healthy lifestyle and that they're consuming the right foods. Uh, I guess overall what it's trying to say is um, it's about making the healthy choices and the right choices the easy choice rather than the difficult choice.
0: Mm-hmm. The devil's in the details on that one, obviously, and how exactly do you do that is is always... The, the trick. But uh, it sounds like some of these studies have uh, forged a little bit further in um, making sure that they're a kind of multi-targeted approach. And, and certainly the focus on uh, kids who are already overweight makes some sense as well. Well, thank you very much, Michael. Uh, I really appreciate you taking the time. Uh, the paper we've been talking about is uh, are dietary interventions effective at increasing fruit and vegetable consumption among overweight children? It's a systematic review when um, I was speaking with Michael Bork and uh, just further want to acknowledge his co-authors Paula Whitaker and Arpana Verma uh, they're all at the University of Manchester and the paper should be coming out uh, in the first half of 2014 so urge readers of the Journal of Epidemiology and Community Health to watch for it then.
1: Thank you. Thank you very much